Yes, amigos, how's it going? It's Nick Screeton here, the Modern Day Leader Podcast, and I'm going to do the entire episode in a Scottish accent. <laughs> no joking aside, folks, I don't know where that came from. Um, obviously, feeling re-energised after the weekend, but no, there's no way that I could do a podcast in a Scottish accent. I think I could maybe bluff it for a few words, but then, uh, no, I just don't think my voice would actually be able to hack it. But joking aside, today's episode, we're going to get straight into it. And what I'm going to do in this episode is talk about six of my biggest flaws at this moment in time and what I'm trying to do to fix them. Because I think it's really important to be honest and open. And I think when you look on social media, most of us, right, we share the highlight reels. We share the pictures where we're smiling with our kids. We share the pictures where we like how we look in the pictures. And don't get me wrong, there are people that share their vulnerabilities, but I think by actually being open and honest, it creates that deeper connection. And I, I coach so many guys who have done really well for themselves from like a financial point of view, from a business point of view, really successful. But once you get to know them, once you kind of break down the bravado, like we've got worries, we've got fears, that there's things that we're scared of. And there's we, we've all got flaws, basically. So what I thought it would be cool to do is to be honest, to be open to share some of the things to open up about some of the things that I feel are a weakness of myself but then also on the flip side rather than just accept accepting them accepting them actually sharing like what I'm actually trying to do to improve myself because I think whenever we look at our life a lot of people are afraid to actually look at where they may be failing or falling short but that is part of the journey. It's being able to look at ourselves from a neutral perspective and saying, actually, this is what I'm doing well, and this is where I'm not going so well. And it's that ability to be able to look at it because without that awareness, nothing's going to change. So let's dive in, amigos. So the first thing that I struggle with, and this might come as a bit of a surprise considering I'm doing a podcast, considering you know, I go on social media stories like probably two or three times per week, you know, I have a coaching business, I did coaching sessions for years and years and years, but I actually struggle with social anxiety. Now, on a one-to-one basis, I'm fine, or with a small group of people, like maybe three to five people, I'm totally cool. But if you get me into a room with probably more than 10 to 20 people, I find it really difficult. I become really sensitive. I become almost like overly conscious of my behavior and how I'm coming across. And this is something that to be honest with you, I think I've struggled with for a long time. I don't really know where it comes from. Uh, I'm not quite sure the kind of like thoughts behind it, but I just know that when going into a room like a party or a gathering, I just struggle. I just feel like everybody's looking at me. I almost feel like a comedian on stage that's forgotten his jokes and everybody's just like looking at me. I feel like naked basically. And that is something that, yeah, I've struggled with for a long time. So what am I actually trying to do to improve it? Well, face my fear, going into situations where the social anxiety is going to happen. Like recently, about about four or five weeks ago, I went to my coach's event, a guy called Kieran O'Neill, who held an event in Manchester. And there was 120 coaches that went there. And I was so nervous. Like, and I know this might come as a bit of a surprise, but I'm here just to be honest. But even the night before, I was like, oh, I hope my train gets cancelled. Um, I, I hope that there's like a reason that the event gets cancelled because I was just nervous about going into a room with basically 120 people that I didn't know other than my coach. And I was really, really nervous about it, really anxious for a couple of days. But I've started to realise that when you feel those feelings, first of all, it's okay to be scared of certain things. And secondly, like the only way you're going to improve that is to actually face the things that you're scared of. So for me, if I didn't go, 
I was just kicking a can down the road and it was actually going to create more of a weakness. It was going to build up even more anxiety. And in the end, plucked up the courage to go, had an amazing time. I just thought, right, let's just go. Let's just be social. Let's just speak to people. Let's just take an interest just like I do with my clients, just like I do with my friends and family. Just be like an interest, an interest, just be a person that listens, basically. Just be interested in other people's lives. And I did it and I came away with like five new contacts, people that I really get on well with. And it gave me a massive boost of confidence. And what I've realized, even just over the last four or five weeks since going, is that I started to develop a lot more confidence in bigger social situations. So that's the, that's the first thing that I would say is a flaw of mine and also like what I'm actually trying to do to improve it. The second thing, and this probably won't come as a surprise, is I would class myself as a workaholic. Like I love my work. It gives me a lot of purpose. It gives me a lot of buzz, like seeing clients dropping body fat develop more confidence, get job promotions, feel more confident taking the shirt off on the beach. Like that gives me such a feeling of satisfaction and I absolutely love it. I also think that, again, with my work, there's a lot of it which I can control because I know that I'm a good coach. I know it's something that I feel very comfortable in. So it almost gives me that element of safety. But the downside to that is life outside of work. You know, don't get me wrong, I as you can see, like I love my kids. I spend, I have a great family life. I, I do have something outside of work, but without Sally, without the kids, I know I'd be working seven days a week. And when I actually stop and think about that, that actually makes me quite sad in a way, because I think in this day and age, like being a workaholic is almost seen as like something positive. Like this guy works really hard. He graphs like he's disciplined and don't get me wrong, there are aspects of that trait, but I also think that like, well, what what is the reason for my obsession with work? And I think, again, it's a safety blanket. I know that when I'm distracted, when I'm focusing on other people, to a certain degree, it's stopping me from focusing on other things outside of that business realm. So definitely a workaholic, I would happily work seven days a week. And that is something that, again, I've become a lot better at. And some of the things that you know I do now to break that spell is there's a couple of things that I've mentioned on podcasts before is one is creating boundaries. So you won't really see me checking my phone past half seven at night and you won't see me really checking my phone before half seven in the morning. That's pretty consistent. I, I have a switch off point where I basically, I, at the end of the day, I close my eyes. And again, this might sound weird, but it really helps me because I'm a really visual thinker. I'll close my eyes at the end of the day and I'll just imagine taking my work coat off, hanging it and then leaving it at the door. And then as soon as I close my office, I will, I've got a sign on my office that says open and closed, a bit like a shop. And I will just switch it to closed. And that's me signaling work's done for the day there's no more that you can do because I know that I'll be tired the quality of work will suffer and I know that my mind will just keep obsessing about work and the next day and how I can build the business so that's one of the things that I've done the also the other thing is like knowing right I'm working Monday through to Friday my work comes first but then Saturday and Sunday my family come first so how do we give the kids time take them to swimming lessons have a laugh play games play football with my son Noah so again having those boundaries and realizing like why am I working in the first place you know I, I'm working because yes it, it has an impact on other people's lives I'm also working because to provide for my family and give my kids the best life and to give them opportunities now what good is that going to be if I'm working seven days a week um, miserable, tired, burnt out, and actually not spending time with the people that I love the most. So that is my way. I still have to fight it. I think naturally I'll always be inclined to do work. It's just I've always been quite obsessive with my personality. 
but that's really helped me just by creating those boundaries and realizing like there's more to life than work. The third thing is, again, not feeling good enough. Like, don't get me wrong, I've, I've come a long way, but I think one of the beliefs that I've held throughout my entire life is this sense that I'm not good enough. You know, this comparison syndrome. And I'm, again, I'm much better at this, but I've noticed recently over the last couple of months, yeah, it starts to creep in where I start to feel like, oh my gosh, like I know I've come a long way, but I'm, I'm seeing so-and-so and I just see how far they've gone. And it's just like, how come I'm not at that level? And when I look at so many things that I've achieved with my physique, I started training because I was insecure about my body. I mentioned this on the, the story that I shared about my 35 years on the earth. And basically went into my background story that I think that's like episode eight if you're interested in listening to it in a bit more detail but I started training because I was so skinny and all my mates were like even though I was six foot so I'm not a small guy all my mates were six foot two they had bigger physiques and I was just like the the weediest out of the kid I was the kid that really didn't have the physique or didn't quite have the looks in the same way that the other guys did and that made me feel really insecure so I started lifting weights to prove a point because I didn't feel good enough same in business, like so many people, when I said I wanted to start a business, everybody was like, yeah, all right, Nick, you left school with five GCSEs, there's no way you're going to build a business. And my mentality was like, fuck you, I'm going to go and build a business. So I was again driven by pain because I was driven by this prove everybody wrong kind of mentality. And again, that can work really well because when I look at the physique that I've got, I'm really proud of it. When I look at the business I've got, I'm really proud of it. But also there's there's never, it's like chasing a rainbow. You'll never be satisfied. Like you get to one, you get your six pack and then it's like, well, what's next? I want to get even leaner. You know, you build a, a six figure business and then it's like, what next? I want to build a quarter of a million pound business. And then you get to that point and it's like, what's next? And there's always another ceiling. So the downside about that is like, if you don't feel good enough and you're seeking validation through external things, it's effectively like chasing a rainbow. So that's something that has been with me through a lot of my life. I don't know where it comes from. I'm sure like a lot of you guys could, could probably relate to it. I hope you can relate to it. So I'm not just revealing this by myself, but how I'm actually like trying to kind of overcome it or come to terms with it, build a better relationship is reminding myself of actually how far I've come and realizing that even though a lot of it has been driven by kind of initial pain and insecurity, it's also given me a lot. It's given me stability. It's given me financial freedom. It's it's made me grow significantly. And the fact that I'm speaking to you about this on a podcast, I would never have admitted this even probably a couple of years ago. So the fact that I've got confidence to kind of like own my vulnerabilities and weaknesses for me is like a massive honor you know I honestly feel proud of myself that I can just speak about it in an open way and not be scared of the judgment whoever's listening to this because I know it myself you know I've got nothing to hide in this so first of all like reminding myself like of that reminding myself of how far I've come remembering that most people don't really care anyway like most people are so focused on their own lives that we think that everybody's kind of judging us and thinking about us all the time but the reality is most people are thinking about their own life I just learning to embrace that vulnerability, which I've just mentioned a second ago, like recognizing that it's okay to have those feelings and emotions not feeling good enough, but it's how I respond to those feelings. And when those feelings arise, which they do on a regular basis, it's then an opportunity to stop and say, okay, I recognize that this is how I'm feeling. But also like, let's remember, like what is they just feelings and they'll pass and before I know it, I'll be thinking about something else or feeling something else. And two is, it's okay to feel that way. 
And three is like, actually, I've done pretty good. And I am good enough. I've always been good enough and always will be good enough. It's just when those thoughts get clouded and then I start to believe that I'm not. So those have been some things that have really helped me with that. And it is an ongoing process. You know, all this stuff that I'm talking about, it's still quite raw. But there's things that I'm doing that are making a massive difference. The fourth thing is perfectionism. I really, especially with things that I value, I want it to be perfect. I'm currently at the minute like building a new website and I think it's good, but there's also like so much more that I think it could be so much better than it is. And again, I would obsess about things being perfect. Like even like when I used to do the graphics for social media, I've got somebody that does them now, but I would literally spend three hours just doing a graphic for like a post that probably only a handful of people would see anyway. And if it wasn't perfect, I would like obsess over it. And one thing I'm doing to try and overcome this kind of perfectionism mentality is is rewiring my brain that it's better to take action fast, like imperfect action, and to fail forwards as opposed to not taking action at all. So I know that the website could be improved, but I know it's good enough. I know it shows results. I know it shows the brand. I know that it shares my story, and that's good enough. And can I tweak it and make it better at a later date? Yes. Is it ever going to be perfect? No, because what is perfectionism at the end of the day I could share my website with 100 people 20 people absolutely love it 60 people don't give a shit and 20 people say actually this sucks that sucks so if you spend your life create like focusing on perfectionism and waiting for perfect time your artist it's never going to happen so how I'm trying to overcome it is to recognize when I'm trying to be a perfectionist because I naturally am and once I realize that it's like right I need to just produce this that doesn't mean to produce crap work but if it's good enough like if I've given it my best just just do it and then move on to the next thing so that's something again that I struggle with perfectionism but I feel like I'm building a better relationship with it the fifth thing is like afraid of like reaching out for help like I find it difficult to reach out for help because I do consider myself a leader because I do consider myself like an established guy you know I'm proud of the journey that I've been on and in my head, I've, you know, I've achieved a certain level of success and that means a lot to me. So sometimes when I'm struggling, I find it hard to put on my hand for help because I'm like, hang on, I'm a coach, you know, I've been through this myself. I've had a business for 15 years. Like I, I shouldn't really be needing to reach out for help. And then the trouble with that is you sit on it, you overthink when as soon as you actually just share it with somebody that cares, coaches care. I love it. When a client shares with me and is open and honest, I see it as an absolute privilege but when I share, I see it as like a burden. So again, this is making me realize as I'm saying this now, how clients will be feeling when we work together. Sometimes I think, actually, I, don't, I know Nick's busy. I don't want to burden him with this, this. I don't want to share this. But when a client actually is honest and open with me, I love it. I get a buzz because I'm like, oh my God, this creates connection. This person generally wants to be helped and I can't be a fly on the wall. So I can't help somebody unless I know what's going on. And it's the same for me as well. And I work, I have a lot of coaches that I work with, as in like, I've got a mindset coach, a fitness coach and a business coach. And they're really successful people. So I look up to them. So there's also a part of it. It's like, if I reveal a part of this, they will judge me negatively. But what they have realized off the back of being honest with some of my coaches is that they're just amazing. They're, there's no judgment. They're just here to help me. And again, that's what I pride myself on as a coach. It's just no judgment, just understanding where somebody's at and actually seeing it as a privilege when somebody's willing to open up. So that's what I'm doing at this moment in time. Like if I'm struggling with something, if I'm not quite sure, I just reach out and put up my hand and ask for help because I know I've developed trust in my coaches knowing that they're going to help me, that they're going to listen. And sometimes there's nothing that anybody can do, but just by having, a, having them as a soundboard and just to express it, 
is a massive relief. Like, as I'm recording this episode, I'm feeling relieved because I'm just like, listen, I'm just like, rather than like suppressing this emotion and hiding it from the world, I'm just expressing it. And it, there's something that feels really liberating. It's a bit like if you've got monsters in the cupboard, right? As soon as you put on the light, the, the, all of a sudden those monsters don't look as scary. It's, it's kind of the same when it comes to emotions. So one thing I'm starting to learn and starting to believe in is that it's okay to reach out for help. It's, it's okay to, to ask people. It's okay to struggle. Um, you just got to obviously make sure that it's a trusted environment as well. And I'm fortunate to have some really, really good people around me, coaches, friends, family that I really, really, really trust. And I'm starting to trust them even more now with everything that I've been sharing with them. The sixth thing, okay, guys, this is going to be the last thing. It's like I am OCD with routine. Like there was one point early this year where I thought maybe there's like, a, and even my wife thinks that there's a level of aut- autism or being autistic with just some of my habits and my obsessions with stuff and how I like everything in like a set way, you know, when it comes to my training, when it comes to my nutrition, set times, I have a set routine, I plan out my day the next day, like I'm very like controlled with what I do. And again, that comes with many benefits, that means that I'm efficient, that means that I can focus on task and I can just, I'm very good at doing the basics on repeat and that's allowed me to build a really successful business, uh, build a really good physique and just to be consistent, like over the last 10 or 15 years, obviously I've had my ups and downs, but just the consistency to turn up and the ability to just do the boring stuff on repeat, I honestly believe it's probably been like one of the biggest factors to to where I am today. But the downside of that is like when my routine does get knocked out of sync, especially anybody who's listened to this with kids will know, I almost like freak out. I'm like, shit, like I've got to do my workout at this time. I've planned my day out from like half seven in the morning till half seven at night and there's not one minute. If I, I can't miss one beat otherwise I'm not going to get everything done so like cramming in a lot to my days and just yeah if something happens like the kids get sick or that that something crops up on my website crashes there's so many day-to-day issues that can like come up in business or just everyday life that when they happen I would almost like freak out with my routine so what I'm doing to try and overcome that is just to one accept that life does change and also like Rather than seeing it as a failure when I can't stick to my routine fully, which I still do 80% of the time anyway, see it as like a challenge. See it as like, right, okay, what I had planned to do isn't going to happen, but how can I adapt? Like, I realized that maybe I'm not going to be able to read my book this morning, my personal development book, because something's kicked in, a bit of a crisis has kicked off. But that's cool. Like, one day is not going to hurt. You know, so just being able to be a bit more fluid and recognizing that I can plan 20 things in a day, but just because I don't do 20 things doesn't mean I've failed. Even if I've done 10 things, that's still a success. And just, again, just still putting high expectations on myself because, again, one of my fears is that if I lower my expectations, that's going to drop the quality of work. So there's also like an element of fear behind taking my foot off the gas and thinking, well, if I take my foot off the gas, this everything that I've built over the last 15 years or so is going to come falling down. When actually I've realized quite the opposite, that pressure to keep up with that standard is actually having a negative effect on my energy and my mood. And again, it kind of links into the perfectionism mentality where if I'm not doing what I believe is perfect, then I'm failing. And again, it, they all kind of link into one. So again, just being flexible and just realizing that as long as like 80% of the time, I'm sticking to my routine, I'm focusing on those basics, good things are going to happen. And then all of a sudden I'm going into days now expecting 
challenges to arise. And therefore, again, that's making me just feel more confident with my own abilities to be able to handle everything. So yeah, long story short, those are the things, the social anxiety, workaholic, not feeling good enough, being a perfectionist, afraid of reaching out for help, and then the OCD when it comes to routine. But I hope by, by listening to this, like, I don't know if it is resonated with anybody. Like the whole point of this podcast is really to share everything, share the things that I'm interested in, obviously talk about the training, the nutrition, the sleep, the lifestyle, but to also share like the mindset stuff and, you know, the personal element, because um, I just think it's important. I think uh, we, we do live in a world where we are so connected on social media, but we just tend to see the filtered version of everybody's life. And when all of a sudden, like behind closed doors, we're like, geez like everybody just seems to have the shit figured out and I'm just there and I, I feel like these emotions I don't feel good enough I feel like you know things just aren't going to plan I'm not where I should be in my life or I'm not where I want to be it can feel quite lonely so maybe just to listen to me just being open and honest gives you permission to be open and honest and I promise you like whoever is listening to this podcast like Give yourself a pat on the back for spending, you know, the best part of 20 minutes listening to this. And I know anybody that listens to my podcast is already winning in life because I know that we are attracted, if you like, because we're on a mission to become better. I am constantly on a mission to become better every single day, to become fitter, to become stronger, to become a better dad, to become a better husband. That's what drives me. And I know that people that listen to this podcast feel the same way with stuff that they value as well. So yeah, just wanted to take this opportunity just to say thank you for listening to this podcast. Would love to know what you thought of the episode. Was it a bit too deep? Did I kind of overshare a bit too much? Did anything kind of like resonate and stand out? I'd love to to hear feedback and uh, yeah, wishing you a phenomenal week ahead, ahead, my friend, and I will see you on the next Modern Day Leader episode.